All right, we're back. Episode seven of this one's for you. It's a bit of a sad day. Um, this will be Will's final episode for now, anyway. Um, but before we get into it, uh, in in common practice here, I want to ask Will what he's drinking. All you right. haven't even cracked anything yet, have you? Well, haven't haven't cracked it yet, but we're gonna be what we're gonna be working with is a little Uncle Uncle Pap's Blue Ribbon. Uncle Pap's Blue Ribbon. Oh, Warm, um, as PBR should be drank. That's disgusting. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's great. Honestly, so, you, you kind of roasted me last weekend for buying it, but I don't. I have no regrets. Zero. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't think I had a single one, honestly. Sounds like your loss. But I guess that's more for you, especially since you fucking took the fridge home. You can have all these warm PBRs that are left over. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I guess we'll kind of get into it as to why this is your last episode. So I think we've kind of talked about it before. Um, you are graduating in December. We have two weeks left in the semester. Um, and basically, things are starting to wrap up at this point. Um, you recently accepted a full-time job. Uh, you're getting the hell out of Rochester, going back home to New Hampshire. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, theoretically, I guess we could do one more next week, but I kind of have another one in the workings. Um, so I wanted to make sure we had enough time to get a last one in. Um, and this will be that. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm ditching. I'm leaving the, leaving the trap house. Trap house. So, so long. Uh, you know what it is, what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been doing this for. I, when we actually started, it was like midsummer, but we put out I think six episodes together. I think yeah, you the only one you haven't been in was the last one that I did with Chris, right? I, yeah, you've been in every other one, I believe. Yeah, I think that's probably true. You were kind of in the one with Liam, but that was well, you were still there, so I guess it didn't really matter. But um, we've come quite a long way, and this whole idea kind of started like we mentioned before um, back in the summer when we didn't have anything going on. It was quarantine. Um, we were trying to find something to do. I had thrown around the idea of starting a podcast for a while and was kind of bouncing ideas off of you at the time. And, um, you basically said, you know, why not go for it? Yeah. I think it's a good idea. You said, uh, you thought it was something that I sounded like, I was like fairly passionate about. And, um, we just kind of started talking about it. And I think that kind of dialogue that we had going back and forth kind of pushed you to want to start one as well. Like that's kind of where some of the idea came from, or maybe not the idea, but some more of the motivation. Um, and you actually started yours before me. Yeah, somehow. I don't know. I don't know how that ended up happening, but yeah. So you, I I think I actually so I bought a bunch of shit to record, and then I had it, and then I was just like trying to plan all this stuff, and I wanted it to be like the perfect scenario. I wanted to have the perfect name. I think that's what it was. Like I couldn't come up with a name for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, I remember you thinking about that. <laughs> right. And then really? finally, I finally just said, fuck it. Like, I got to start recording something, and then the name will come to me, you know, sometime down the road. But during that time, um, did you... So, actually, we recorded the first two episodes, and then you started yours, right? I think I think it was something like that. Like, you, we had recorded them, like, really early on, and you ended up yeah. launching them maybe, like, a month or two later. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you were working out kind of the kinks, the logo, the design, stuff like that, as well as the right. name. Um, yeah, so we were chilling on those for a bit. I'm I'm not entirely sure what the whole time frame was there, but... Right. 
I think I think it was something along those lines. But regardless, I think having that dialogue and having like us two stuck in the house, nothing to do for the summer, is like this is the best time. If we're ever gonna do this, like may as well do it now. Yeah, and it's two idiots with nothing to do. I mean, I can't think of a better time to start a podcast. Right? <laughs> did you? So before we kind of had this dialogue, did you have any like intention of starting one? Had that ever been on your radar before? So I guess I had I'd thought about it, but not really to the point of like me actually thinking I'd go and, and buy stuff and spend money on it. You know, it was like, right. oh, okay, I'll look into it a little bit and the prospect of it, but never really took it seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think definitely us just talking back and forth, right? Shooting ideas off each other as well as just kind of like learning was, was kind of one of the biggest steps and kind of pushing me forward to actually do it myself. Right. And I think uh, that kind of plays into, you know, it, kind of depends who you surround uh, yourself with is is really helpful in life and, and kind of pushing you to get to the next level of where you want to be. Right. I agree with that. And when, so when exactly did you realize that you like, you wanted it to be a sustainability related thing? Like, was that right away? Like, was that what you had thought of prior to this? Yeah. So that was always something I wanted to be, uh, uh, I guess I've always kind of been passionate about that or not, maybe not always, but since probably the past three three or so years um and so if i was going to start a podcast that was really the only thing i'd I'd be interested in talking about to be honest with you but um yeah yeah it was always sustainability for me okay so moving forward actually i probably should let you just like kind of talk about the podcast itself because like we've talked about it but we've never mentioned it on mine before so like if you want to just kind of like go into a little bit like what you talk about the name of it all that kind of stuff yeah sure um and so, yeah, like sustainability was, was always something I was really interested in, right? And I guess for me, it was kind of one of those things I didn't necessarily fit into the, I guess, what we'll call it, super tree hugger, you know, environmentally friendly, get out and do social justice stuff kind of mold, <laughs> right? So like, yeah. for me, it was like, okay, I know I care about sustainability a lot. That's a big topic issue for me, as well as like, a lot of my friends who are really similar to me, they're in the same boat, right? Like they care about earth, they care about the environment and kind of the longevity of it. But they're not trying to hug trees. Right. But they're not, they're not trying to hug trees and, and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, like how can I make something that's relatable to the people around me? And a lot of the other people who are also kind of in the same boat, you know, they're interested in tech. They want to talk about, you know, Tesla's and maybe renewable energy, but maybe not necessarily, you know, I don't know, buying zero waste bags, you know, that might bore them. But right. I think it's kind of um, finding that niche where, where you can make a difference in sustainability is, is really important because like everyone's on different spectrums, right? You got, you got tech people, you got farming people, you got, there's so many different categorizations of, of things in sustainability where you right. can make a difference. Um, and so for me, it was just really about relating to people who are kind of like me, um, and just want to see the world be a better place. Um, right. So that's kind of where I'm looking to chug along with that. And, yeah. Right. Did you even, did you say the, the title? Oh, no. So it's it's Sustainable Life. Uh, you can check us out on any of the any of the podcast apps if you're interested. And also on Instagram at sustainable.life. Um, yeah, we're pretty active on social media. So feel free to reach out if you're interested in, in stuff along that lines. Yeah, I, I would absolutely recommend that. And for me, um, I wouldn't consider myself the most sustainable human in the world uh, by any means, 
But I think Will has done a really good job at trying to, kind of like he said, almost not necessarily dumb it down, but kind of post content that would be geared towards people that aren't necessarily that like stereotypical tree hugger, you know, super environmentally conscious person. But I think over the course of however many episodes you put out now, you've also done a good job of trying to find, um, you know, different people to speak to that all kind of relate to sustainability in a different way. So you're coming at it from a bunch of different aspects, people in a bunch of different backgrounds who can touch on sustainability, but not overlapping constantly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's been awesome for me as well. In all honesty, you know, this is probably when one of the best learning experiences, right? Because like on a weekly basis, I'm, I'm talking to some expert in, in a certain specific niche field. And I guess I, I never really realized how much you can learn from just like an hour long conversation with someone who, who knows a ton. Right. And so that's been one of the coolest things. And I, I hope that, you know, any of my listeners are also kind of getting that same knowledge base that I'm getting from having these conversations with people. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's definitely one of my favorite things, just the whole variety that I'm getting. Because like I said, I'm really focused on, you know, technology, right? I'm a mechanical engineer. So that's kind of how I view it. But there's there's so many different other areas that are also open. Yeah, I feel like the other thing, too, is these conversations that you're having are a lot more down to earth, right? Like it's not like a professional, you know, research paper that they're putting out there. It's not like a, an interview with like a local news station about a, an environmental issue in a certain community. Like it's a chance for you and whoever this person are to like really be down to earth and have a lot more of a casual conversation for topics that could be, you know, very complex and sometimes very difficult for people to understand, especially if you really don't have that much of an interest in sustainability. And I think that's why it's working well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's really just meant to be a conversation. And especially, you know, depending on the person I have, they might, they might want to swear. They might want to talk however they normally fucking talk, right? right. So that's, that's one of the big benefits as well, right? You get these professors who... You know, they're very used to talking in extremely formal environments and, and yeah. things along those lines. And, you know, before every episode, I just let them know, hey, like, talk to me like you're, you're talking to a friend, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's that's kind of how it should be in some aspects. I don't I don't really care if someone swears, right? I'm, right. I'm kind of trying to get to, you know, what do they know about that I don't, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn. Um, and I think so so are my listeners and yeah. so that's kind of what we're going for so if they drop an f-bomb in there it's not taken away from it if anything i feel like it adds to it like they really could potentially show the passion behind it that they don't necessarily get to display oh, you know in sure. like more yeah. formalized interview settings yeah that's the great thing about the podcast without a doubt man so no go ahead no it's all you no so moving forward um i think one of the things i wanted to ask you is what is your future goal for Sustainabro? Like, where do you want to take it moving forward? You know, so I'm not sure that I necessarily have a super hard set goal on, on what Sustainabro is, is supposed to be and, and what it needs to be. Um, and, you know, I think that's something I can figure out, um, but it's going to take a lot of, I guess, contemplation and, and things along those lines. But kind of where I see it going right now is just being a platform where you know, young people can get down to earth education about sustainability, as well as, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to kind of go the, the business route. Um, and so for any, you know, 
entrepreneurial people who are also interested in sustainability. I want to be able to provide, I guess, you know, knowledge um, for how to start a business, you know, how to start a podcast if you want to do content marketing and things like that. Um, so that's another route that I, I maybe see it go a little bit more, um, trying to put out some more Instagram content for just, you know, how do you actually do these things? How do you brand and, and, and stuff like that? So that's kind of where I see it going in the near future. But I'm really just trying to, I guess, help whoever wants to know a little bit more about sustainability. And No, it's awesome. One of the other things, too, that um, I know you've been working on. So through the school, you've kind of entered yourself into a competition that's similar to that of Shark Tank, right, for students on campus. Um, and then I know prior to that, you were also working on kind of an independent uh, potential side business with some friends from home. And I don't know if we had this conversation, but I thought that at one point you kind of might have wanted to use the podcast to either market for those or to kind of tie these things together. Is that still somewhere like in your mind? Is that something you want to try and do or you think you're just going to try and go a different avenue with the podcast? Yeah, so I, I, I think definitely right. I am looking to start some sort of business in sustainability and it's what I've been looking at. Um, and so kind of what you alluded to was, you know, kind of a deodorant company i'm not sure i'm necessarily going that route anymore um just because i guess doing doing my due diligence right and not might not be uh, as great of a business model as i i may have thought right but that's part of talking to people and kind of figuring it out right um so but right now we're looking at potentially starting like a compost business right so I'm going to be moving back to New Hampshire, so it'd be a compost business in New Hampshire, which those are pretty pretty rare, you know, pretty tough to come by, um, unfortunately. But without a doubt, you know, if I'm if I'm going to be starting a business, I may as well leverage, you know, my connection with Sustainabro. Um, yeah, and you know, those that could be my connections as well as just kind of you know promoting it a little bit. I'm not going to say it's there's still going to be two separate brands, but it's still. You know, I still have that, I guess, that group of people, you know, my, my strong following that are passionate about, you know, what I'm passionate about. It. So it can never hurt, you know, yeah. it just gives a uh, wider range to, to cast when you're actually launching a business. So definitely without a doubt would probably use my podcast because that is something you can do, right? It's just yeah. content marketing and it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So stepping away from the podcast a little bit, um, you obviously don't have to get into the specifics of your job, but I would argue it's kind of in the realm of sustainability potentially um, to some degree, but career goals, what five years from now, 10 years from now, what are your goals with this company or even in general? Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot like you, right? So I'm going to be also stepping into kind of a sales engineer role. Um, and I'm not sure you want to talk about that yet but um, doesn't matter yeah so i'm also going to be stepping into a sales engineer role kind of like yourself right um and kind of where i see that going is really what i'm looking to do right i love the technical side of things but i also love working with people Mm -hmm. um and kind of just as we've touched on before i guess on the podcast you know when i'm going deep dive into the technical stuff that's not where i'm necessarily my happiest you know i'm happiest when i'm working with other people to figure problems out and, and things along those lines. For sure. So I kind of wanted to always go into the technical sales part of things. And that's 
why I was looking for these sales engineering roles, but looking out, right, um, I'm pretty inexperienced right now on the sales engineering side of things. And so yeah. <laughs> Same. looking at it from, you know, maybe a five-year plan, I, I definitely want to just build my skill base and learn how to do these business-to-business transactions that might go on for, you know, a year, a year and a half because it's mm-hmm. a long process and just dealing with clients and really learning how to make make the best win-win situation that you possibly can. Right. Um, and then when you look at that from, you know, maybe a 10-year perspective, I hope to have, you know, all the skills that I need to kind of maybe start my own business or look into a sustainability field where I'm able to, you know, help clients um, become more sustainable and really just drive their business to be the business that it really can be. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where I see myself going in the next you know, 10 years or so. I mean, it's right. definitely hard to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, you'll get curveballs along the way, but I'm really excited because um, it's the next chapter. So Yeah, I I hear you there. I uh, Just real quick, I, I also accepted a sales engineering role um, and will be doing so after graduation in May. Um, I'll be moving to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeehee! And... Um, kind of pursuing a, a similar field to Will uh, in, in the technical sales realm. But um, it's not about me, it's about Will. Um, so as far as the location is concerned, you're going back home, right? Right. It's half hour, 20 minutes from home. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick, actually. It's, it's probably like 15 minutes, to be honest. It's real close. Which is convenient right out of college. But if yeah. you're thinking, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, do you see yourself in New Hampshire? Obviously, like this is the next chapter, right? And this comes first. But just on a larger view, do you think you want to stay in New England? Do you think you want to stay in New Hampshire? Um, probably not, to be honest. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe maybe I'll end up staying in New Hampshire. Who knows, I guess. But I feel very drawn to, you know, a few locations. Um, so one of them would be Boston. Not that mm-hmm. that's very far from New Hampshire, but uh, that that'd be one of them. Another is probably Chicago. You know, I've visited. Um, my brother lives out in Chicago, so I have a little bit of a network there, um, and it's just a beautiful place, beautiful city, lots going on. Uh, so I feel really drawn there as well. Um, and then lastly, I kind of see myself potentially being in maybe like Colorado. You know, mm-hmm. one of the one of the rocky rocky states, lots of mountains. You know. Yeah, stuff to do outside, which, you know, that's just kind of what I like to do for my hobbies. Right. Um, and, you know, the sunshine of like 200 days, whatever, 250 yeah. days a year or whatever can't hurt either. So. It's a lot better than 120 in fucking <laughs> Rochester, New yeah, York. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> literally anything better. is better. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think uh, all those areas are very promising. And even if you do stay in New Hampshire, like you're familiar with the area, you're in a spot where there's still enough going on and... You know, to my knowledge, it's still an area where you can be, you know, pretty, pretty profitable. It's pretty nice to not have those extra taxes to deal with. <laughs> yeah. No income tax is always nice. You can't complain there. But uh, yeah, it's just small. You know, that's, I yeah. guess, the issue there. But hey, you, I don't know. I we'll don't know see. where I'll be. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> so if you were to step back and not consider... You know, you just spent four years in college. Uh, you've got a degree in mechanical engineering, you know, a master's degree as well. And now, you know, you're going to go work for this company. If you 
forgot about all that. What would your dream scenario be? So if you could do anything you wanted to do, oh. and I and I guess it could be important to ask this from the perspective of you pre college and now. So yeah, I mean pre college, I can't say I had a a great view of you know I guess a I guess I had a rather undeveloped worldview of what I would consider to have now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was rather close-minded. You know, it might be, oh, I want to go to college, you know, hook up with girls. It was a terrible place for doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, it all worked out either way. Um, and I was like, okay, well, what makes, you know, a decent amount of money? Mechanical engineering, I guess. I don't know. Right. I don't know how I chose that. I was... Uh, just your stereotypical. Oh, I was good at math and science, and so yeah. Hmm. So I'll go be an engineer. Yeah, you know what happened? I took a CAD class my senior year of high school, and then I was like, okay, well, I kind of designed something. So I, this is what a mechanical engineer does. Very basic overview. Um, so so that's kind of how I came in. I didn't really know what the what the fuck was going on. But then uh, looking at it now, I guess I am I'm really grateful of like the experiences I had uh in college right like i think although maybe i won't be necessarily applying all the things that i learned in school i have like a much broader knowledge base than i had before right mm -hmm. so i mean this is because i pursued it but like i have a much better business knowledge now than i did in the past i have a you know much broader like i just understand how how things work right so this, this might not be totally relevant, but one of the coolest things in the world, if you're going to become a mechanical engineer, is just kind of learning how, you know, forces and, I guess, units actually relate to each other. So I can tell you, you know, how electricity works when compared to, like, you pushing a block or something like that. And so that, that's cool, right? It gives you a different perspective on how the world works. Um, when you just break things down into a bunch of different little sub-functions. Um, so with that, now that I'm just, I guess, kind of going off, if I were to just choose my perfect path, right? Uh, dream scenario. Dream scenario. That's hard to say. Um, well, I would have been born with richer parents. and <laughs> No. Um, I guess I wish... Like I, I'm just really on the sustainability kick right now. And so I, I wish I had, I guess, pursued that a little bit harder in my college experience um, in networking as well. You know, if I had started my podcast four years ago, mm -hmm. I might be in a lot different situation um, with with who I know. But in the in the sustainability field, at right. least in, in networking and the business side of things. Um, but even so, you know. It's it's really interesting to see how everything's unfolding, and I'm I'm happy I am where I am. So, not too much you would change necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. You know, I, I think I'm at a really good place now, uh, in life. So that's awesome. That's, I guess, if you're gonna think about a dream scenario, if you can say where you're at right now is pretty damn close to that, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, if you if you look at it that way, because. I mean, a dream scenario could be any number of wild, crazy things that have nothing to do with what you're doing now. But if you're lucky enough to find yourself in that position where you wouldn't change that much, you've done something right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess 
I guess my thing is, right, like, you kind of want to, or at least I feel a sense that, you know, you want to leave a mark. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. You want to leave a mark, and I think, you know, slowly but surely, I'm I'm chugging towards that scenario um, of me having the ability to do that. And with that said, you know, I think that puts me in a good place. Absolutely. It puts you in a good spot for a lot of you know, potential, potentially great things to happen here not too soon from now, now that uh, college is over. So I guess kind of stepping away from the work world a little bit, you're leaving Rochester. Tragic. Tragic. (laughs) Or maybe not so tragic. But having been here for the last five years, four and a half years, um, is there anything you're going to miss about Rochester? About Rochester itself. You know... Um, tell ya, I'm gonna miss Kolsch. Um, <laughs> oh, so shout guys, out Jenny Brewhouse. Yeah, Jenny Brewhouse. If you guys don't know Kolsch, it's their their summer. What is it? Ruby, it's a Ruby Ruby, Ruby grapefruit. Grapefruit. Oh, it's delightful. It's, it's like the only good beer they make, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's dirt cheap too. It's like the it's yeah. a killer combo. You know, it's pretty kick ass beer to be honest with you. Yeah. And then you realize it's coming from the Jenny Rither. But <laughs> either way, I will miss Kolsch. Uh, obviously, I'm going to miss the people, right? Right. That's that's probably the biggest one. Um, but no, Rochester is pretty cool, right? So it has a lot, of go- lot going on with the community and stuff like that. I wish I had gotten a little bit more involved with that. You know, I, I guess we kind of live on a little island sometimes. Um, yeah. But especially in COVID. <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes shit hard, but... Uh. yeah. For sure. Bars are closing. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we already went through this once. I don't know if I can make it through another uh, another you know, round of this. Another underrated thing about Rochester, though, is the bar scene. Right? Okay. Like, when you compare it to, like, other cities, you know, you got to pay, you know, a $10 cover and then it's uh-huh. 10 bucks a beer or something. It's cheap as fuck to go out in Rochester. Okay? It's, that is a good point. It's it's no cover and then a couple bucks a beer. Like, you can you can go a pretty long way with that. I guess I'm not prepared for that change yeah. in the next six months or so. The one the one experience I do have uh, with the bar scene in Nashville, it was on Broadway, given. So everything was going to be more expensive because it's the, the touristy area where all the popular shit is. Everybody wants to go there. Um, I got two tequila shots, and I'm pretty sure it was well tequila. Like It wasn't good stuff by any means. It was 22 bucks for two shots. So you got to be fucking kidding me. In Rochester, I can do this for like eight, nine, ten at the most. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm it's paying. Like, more I'm than... not sure if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm paying more than five bucks a shot in Rochester. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have a pretty decent job. But like, that's crazy for well tequila. Come on. Hey, well, I guess if you look at it proportionally, it still might be cheaper now that you're not a student. I mean, <laughs> I didn't look at it like that. I guess. I guess, yeah. Is there anything else about Rochester? All right. Rochester. Obviously not the weather. The shitty stuff? Yeah, well, weather. Definitely not going to miss weather, the fucking weather. Weather sucks ass. Um, and it's not so much the fact that there's like four seasons. That's fine, but it's always overcast and cloudy as fuck here. And in the winter, it's really bad. Yeah. And it's, it's like pretty depressing. Fucking rains so it much. It rains all the goddamn time. I guess that's a pretty generic critique, but... I don't know. It's not like anything is super bad about Rochester. I think it has a pretty high crime rate. Like, but <laughs> but 
I'm not ultra worried about that. I'm not really chilling in the areas. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That have a lot of crime, I guess. But fuck, man, I don't know. Well, we don't have anything else. That's fine. Um, you kind of touched on it, and I feel like this will be part of your answer. But stepping away from Rochester, what do you think you'll miss most about college? Oh, man. That's tough. I mean, I think, like, the coolest thing about college is just the ability to meet a fuck ton of people, if you want. Like, and a fuck ton of people that are your age um, and probably of similar ambition. Like, if you want to find, like, young, ambitious people, you can seek them out. Yeah. Right? And that's that's cool about college. Like, I think the people I've surrounded with myself with, um, in college at least, are often a lot more ambitious than, you know, maybe my friends back home. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, is probably one of the biggest things that I'll miss is like you have this ability to maybe join clubs or just, you know, seek out people that are doing things that aren't necessarily in the norm. Um, and just by reaching out to them, you can, you can network really easily and meet up. Um, and that's, that's like the coolest thing about college, right? Like you got all these, I mean, maybe not everyone's smart, but we've seen that but um <laughs> you got all these smart people in, in one area and it's it's neat to see anything else drinking drinking <laughs> i mean you're still gonna be drinking in new hampshire yeah i'll, I'll still probably be drinking there's like, i don't think that ever stops i don't think you can ever just turn that off oh, that's fair that's fair i don't know i can't say i'm at the point where i'd miss frat parties much anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know anything about those Uh, yeah i'm sure i enjoyed them back in the day let me tell you (laughs) great decisions only oh yeah great decisions only we'll say that so if you don't have anything else Hmm. if you don't that's fine i'm just trying to let you get it all out there all out there before we end this bad boy you know i'll miss the flexibility of college that's kind of nice. It's okay. like if I if I want to go to bed at 3 a.m. and wake up at noon, I probably can. That's a good point. Um, that's really super that. nice. Yeah, when you're when you're a real adult, uh, that's that's apparently not allowed. <laughs> kind of shitty. Whatever. Jan's in for a treat then, mm. if that's the case. <laughs> but um, that's yeah. No, the flexibility is big, especially I, in COVID. Well, because I just don't really go to class anymore, so that doesn't right. help. But. <laughs> Zoom University is basically where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I no, I agree with that. The flexibility to be able to kind of, like, plan out your day however you want according to, like, what classes you do or don't have that day is pretty big. Like, whatever other responsibilities you have. Like, I don't know if there's ever going to be another time in your life where you're kind of, like, this flexible to do whatever you want. Because you also don't really have anybody else relying on you for anything. Yeah, You just kind of come and go, really, without any questions being asked. Do whatever the hell you want. So... That's that's definitely something I know I will miss um, moving forward. Yeah, like I said, especially during COVID, I've gotten to work on a ton of different projects that I've been wanting to do, you know, nerdy ones maybe, but... Right. (laughs) Hey, it's something. It's something productive. You could have been sitting around in your fucking room just playing video games the whole goddamn time, so... But um, as far as stuff I wanted to ask you, that's really pretty much all of it. Um, but I did want to leave some time for you to, to bring a topic. Hmm. It'll be your last topic to go out on. All right, hot topic. Planet Fitness gets a bad rap. 
right. Oh, I've been I've been going to Planet Fitness now. Give it a month and a half. You know, I had a maybe not a month and a half, a month at this point in time. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's that good, but it's not that good. But you can do a lot with a Smith machine. All right. That Here, is something that you've learned. First of all, and also. I see some big motherfuckers there. Okay, I don't like get that guys who are are fucking units. All right, and so if they're if they're there, they're working out and they're that big, you know, working at Planet Fitness. I feel like, you know, maybe maybe it's got something to it. The Smith machine, you know, when I'm when I'm doing those weird fucking Smith machine squats, I feel it. I feel it probably more in my ass than I do <laughs> with a regular barbell. I'm okay. just saying, maybe maybe I'll have a fatty in a couple months. Jesus Who knows? Christ. Who knows? The there there is there's no glass ceiling at Planet Fitness. Okay. The lunk alarm though. Have you have you set that off yet? You know it hasn't gone off since since I've been going there. It went I off. wonder if it's bullshit. Like genuinely, I wonder if it actually goes off. So when I was when I was living in Detroit, I was going to P Fit. Jesus. Uh, you know, because that's what one does in Detroit. But. uh it went off probably like three times in like a really? stint of maybe like six or seven months that I was going there. So like it's not common at all. So what happens when it goes off? Dude, I honestly, I think like one of the people sitting at the front desk has to set it off. So like they have to like hear it and be like, all right, yo, that's that's lunk worthy. This, this and they dude, have to like flip a switch? I, I I don't know this, you know. Maybe, maybe you can have a P Fit employee come on and talk about this or something. But maybe I fucking will because that's yeah, ridiculous. You, you fucking should. We gotta know. We gotta know, know what's, what's going on. What, what level of lunkage is too <laughs> lunky for for Planet Fitness? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, have you had any pizza? Because I don't know if this rumor is true, but I remember like a while back when I first heard of Planet Fitness. One of the things was like on Fridays or something they just like hand out pizza to to members. Yeah, they got some. They got one day is like pizza, and I think another morning they have like bagels or something. Haven't haven't ever had any of the bagels, but I'll tell you, I've, I've hit a slice of za. What is it? Fridays? Oh, fuck, I I don't I don't know I don't All remember. Right. But uh, I remember this was when I was in Detroit. But I I grabbed a slice of pizza on the way. I was like, yeah, that looks that looks decent enough. It wasn't good looking pizza, but it was it was edible looking pizza. So I grabbed a slice of za. I was like, huh, well, can't hurt. Uh, to me, that's a very confusing message. But, you know, to each their own. It is kind of weird. I agree. But maybe it's like, oh, you're, you're a little bit chunky. Or we're going to incentivize you. I don't know. Is that, is that a net gain? Maybe. I, I really, I don't know. Listen, if someone's, I don't know, if someone's really big and then they, they go to the gym for pizza... Even if it's like once a week, is that a win or a loss? Because they're probably eating pizza anyways if they're just at home. <laughs> I don't know. Could be could be a good strategy. I mean, I suppose. I get. I mean, if you, it's better than sitting at home ordering the pizza and doing nothing. I guess. Yeah. If you're gonna get pizza either way, you may as well go walk <laughs> on the treadmill for five minutes before and then leave. Hey, six. Okay. Six we, minutes. That's the minimum. It's a magic number. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not personally that much of a fan, but I gotta be honest, like you can't beat the price. Yeah, it's like ten bucks a month. Right. I with don't know startup. Was that what it was in Detroit too? Yeah. So that's just their thing. Like that's their price yeah, model. Uh, well, I mean, they'll they'll tell you that it's a limited time offer, but yeah, no. That's but clearly just it's their, not their pricing model. Absolutely. Well, you should be a, like a platinum member. I think Isn't it's, that a thing? I think it's black, actually. 
Um, I don't really know what you get. I think you get like cheaper drinks and you can like bring a guest. And you can go do like tanning and shit. Cheaper drinks? Like, so they sell like energy drinks and like uh, waters and shit like that. That could be worth it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. If I'm buying an energy drink, it's probably going to not be at Planet Fitness. You know? That's fair. I don't know. I don't. I don't walk in there and say, "Hey, that looks delightful in that freezer right there," and then whatever. shotgun it and just go do <laughs> just, curls just for like an hour. Yo, give me a give me a bang. Just shotgun three hundred milligrams of caffeine to the base. We'll be in fucking business. I don't, I don't know. Best I, work in my life. I guess for now. I mean, you can't really ask for too much more. Yeah. Like, not all the standard gyms are open yet, and I I heard from somebody today too that like some of the chains have closed because of COVID. Like, I guess one of the biggest ones that's still operating is LA. Really? But I I don't know if it's true, but, like, I I think it would be fairly pretty difficult for them to go through, like, two major closures in a year, even if they're that big of a chain, to be able to, like, reopen again. Yeah. That's pretty devastating for, like, a company that relies on, you know, active memberships. Yeah. It's, it's not like they can make money when it's closed. No. Not like anybody can. They still got to pay the lease and shit, I would imagine. I mean, so that's a, that's a scary tough. thought. Like, if everything gets as bad as it was and they decide to close shit down again, like, how many more businesses are going to get go under? Because, like, it's one thing to do it once, right? But then to have to go through it twice, even if the government is giving you a bunch of money, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other factors that go into this shit. Yeah. And I just don't know how realistic it is for, you know, a gym to do that twice in a calendar year. So, yeah. I hopefully, I mean, I don't want to have to be going to Planet Fitness, but if that's my only option, it looks like your boy is going to Planet Fitness. <laughs> I'm going to be, maybe I'll be curling in the fucking Smith machine. Long live P-Fit. Long live P-Fit. Dude, well, what were you going to say? Another thing, dude, I'm missing, like, I just want to do jujitsu. you know? Oh, I forgot you were doing that, that for a that, while. Yeah, that's just what I want to do. I mean, like. I do want to do that as well. It's fun as fuck, dude. And you could, all right, see, I like jujitsu because it's like. You can go really hard. I know, like, some people are like, yeah, I want to box or do whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get punched in the face. I just want to freaking. Like, like, all right. You can go really, really hard in jujitsu. You can go, like, full tilt. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're sparring with someone, boxing or something. Yeah, that's true. You go 100%. Yeah, your your face is going to be fucked up. Like, that's not fun for anyone. I suppose, yeah, that's a good point. I I would like to go to a jujitsu gym, too, but. I mean, that's not gonna happen anytime soon. You can't can't be rolling around, you know, grappling with people and shit right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get through this next little uh, spike in cases here pretty quick, and we get a uh, get that a get that vaccine. vaccine. That'd be nice. Be snorting that shit. Let's go, Biden. Get your shit together and get me a fucking vaccine. <laughs> I don't think he's in office yet. But I don't care. <laughs> Oh, well, if you ask everybody fucking on any news network he is. This is true. Or it seems like it. I don't know. That's a fucked, whole fucked decision and fucked situation in general. Not because he won, just all the bullshit surrounding it. That, that's for another time. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. That'll that'll it. put us here for like an hour or more. Probably because I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much all I had. If you have, uh, you know, one last thing you want to say to the people or one, one more little plug for the podcast whatever it could be for now nah 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 fuck (laughs) them fuck (laughs) them heard it first here fuck them